0: Welcome to the Flint Citadels podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps.
1: Good morning, morning. morning. welcome to the Flint Citadel on this beautiful Sunday morning. Our call to worship, we're reading from Psalm 106th chapter, the first five verses. Praise the Lord, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who could ever praise him enough? There is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come near and rescue me. Let me share in the prosperity of your chosen ones. Let me rejoice in the joy of your people. Let me praise you with those who are your heritage. Will you pray with me, please? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God, for our opportunities that we have to worship you, to witness of your love. And we pray, Lord, this day that as we go through this service, we might be strengthened, that we might be just that, witnesses for you. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Therefore, my brothers, to whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I plead with Judea and I plead with Syntyche to agree with each other in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, help these women and have who have contended at my side the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you.
2: Good morning. We're going to sing Be Glad in the Lord. I love to see and hear our kids um, perform or to their form of worship from melody playing piano for offering and then the girls signing. So the guards were all participating this morning in different ways, but it's exciting to see that growth and that they are coming up and um, enjoying the worship. Good morning. (laughs) <laughs> like I said, my husband's not here, so I am, and um, it is what it is. The stock market, as we all know, has tanked. It's at a four-year low. GM continues to struggle and has, to, has had to close many plants, as <laughs> we well know, um, with many folks losing jobs and retirees are losing their health care coverage Gas prices have been at a historic high until this last week, but they've been, you know, I mean, um, I heard somebody the other day at the gas station say, and to think I would ever say that $3.00 and some cents a gallon is cheap. (laughs) So, but they've been at historic highs. All of these things have been happening. There are those who claim that we are destroying our planet's climate. Terrorists continue to plot attacks against our country. And on top of all of this, The Tigers are out of the playoffs. And the Lions are having another terrible year. (laughs) We won't talk about any other football that happened yesterday either. Especially Wisconsin. It seems like we're living in a time of unprecedented turmoil and crisis, doesn't it? The early church knew what it was to live amidst turmoil and crisis, as did the Apostle Paul. God called him to be a missionary to the Gentiles, and as he took the gospel around the known world, he faced opposition and hardship everywhere that he went. Today we're looking at a portion of Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. If you want to find the spot, turn to Philippians chapter 4, and it's the part of what Mark read for us. Thank you, Mark. In Philippi, Paul faced a storm of persecution. In fact, it was here that he was imprisoned for a time. When he was finally released, he had to flee town. The persecution didn't stop there, however, because it soon spread to the Philippian church. After Paul left, they shared in his bonds, and they had to deal with the same adversaries. This letter to the Philippians In this letter to the Philippians we're looking at this morning, it was written by Paul while he was in prison in Rome. Talk about a crisis setting. Paul was lying in prison with almost certain death awaiting him. The Philippians were trying to grow in their faith amid a hostile culture. The days were dark. Dangers and persecution inevitably lay ahead of them. It's most amazing that in this setting, Paul writes the passage that we're considering today. We're we're looking at Philippians 4, verses 4 and 5. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men, that the Lord is near. The last thing we might think of in such a setting is rejoicing. Perhaps we might think more simply about simply enduring. Yet Paul sets before the Philippians two great qualities of Christian life. The first is found in verse 4. It's the quality of joy. Christian joy is not dependent on things on earth because its source is the continual presence of Christ. Therefore, Paul could rejoice though he was bound and in prison. The second is in verse 5. It's more difficult to explain, and the Greek word is more difficult to translate, but here we have it called a gentle spirit. And I'm not, Mark, I'm not trying to pronounce that word. Do you want to try it? No. Okay. (laughs) This gentleness is the quality of a person who knows that regulations and rules are not the last word and knows when not to apply the letter of the law. The Christian, as Paul sees it, is the one who knows that there is something beyond the rules, beyond justice, Jesus demonstrated this quality when the woman that was taken in adultery was brought before him. He could have applied the letter of the law according to which she should have been stoned to death. But he went beyond justice. We must be careful in demanding justice because we all deserve nothing but the condemnation of God. God goes far beyond justice to include mercy and the gentleness that this passage speaks of. In turn, Paul says that a Christian in his personal relationships with others must know when to insist on justice and when to remember that there is something beyond justice. Why should we be like this? Why should we have this joy and graciousness and gentleness in this life? Because, says Paul, the Lord is near. And when he returns, we will want him to show us the same gentleness that we show others. Now let's move on to the verses, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here, Paul stresses that we can take everything to God in prayer. The picture here is of a small child who can take everything to his parent, knowing that even a small matter is important to them. We may, in exactly the same way, take anything to God, knowing that he's interested and concerned. You see, we aren't limited in what we can bring to God. We can pray for forgiveness for the past for the things that we need in the present, and for help and guidance for the future. But Paul makes it clear that thanksgiving must always accompany prayer. He insists that we must give thanks in everything, in sorrows and joys alike. This implies gratitude and perfect submission to the will of God. When we pray with a perfect trust in the love, wisdom, and power of God, He gives us a supernatural peace. And this peace will stand like a sentinel on guard upon our heart. This peace of God is so precious that our mind, with all its skill and all its knowledge, can never produce it. The way to peace is to entrust ourselves and everything we hold dear to the loving hands of God in prayer. Paul then goes on in Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the peace of God will be with you. While we can't produce this perfect piece of God on our own, we can focus ourselves on what's good, right, and pure. We can put into practice the things that we have been taught. As human beings, our minds will naturally dwell on one thing or another. So Paul instructs us to dwell on praiseworthy things. In this passage, Paul lays out the Christian response to a world that can be hostile at times a world that is in crisis. In such a world, we are called to take action. We are called to rejoice, to have a gentle spirit, to trust in God, and to pray. As a result, God promises us peace that is not of this world, a peace that will guard our hearts and minds. As M.R. Vincent puts it, peace is the fruit of believing prayer. In response to this piece, we are told to dwell on good things. We are to remain positive in a world that gives gives us every reason to be negative. We are to practice the the disciplines of the Christian faith. We are living in uncertain times. There's a good reason to be anxious and fearful. Yet the words of Paul to the Philippians call us back to simple faith and trust, to prayer and godly living. And in the midst of all this turmoil, he promises us his own peace. Paul told the d- believers in Philippi to rejoice in the Lord, to trust God, to pray, and to lead holy lives, and in doing so, to experience the protection of God's supernatural peace. This promises for you and me. We can each have God's peace rule in our lives. We may be surrounded by uncertainty and turmoil, but we can know God's supernatural peace. So instead of worrying, let God know what you need and then trust him. Be joyful and grateful person who focuses on and practices good things. If we do these things, God will protect us with a supernatural peace. Are you worried and anxious about what's happening around you? You know, you do have good reason to be. The economy, jobs, investments, health care, the election, war, and threat of terrorism, violence, all these things are very good reasons to be anxious. Yet in the midst of all of this, God calls us to have a perfect peace. Do you have God's peace ruling in your life? and protecting your heart and mind? Or do you find instead that you're stressed out, worried, anxious? This morning I want to remind you that God has a peace for you that works in every circumstance of life, a peace that you can't manufacture on your own. It's not a peace that sticks its head in the sand. Rather, it's a peace that fully acknowledges the turmoil and chaos around us but chooses to trust God anyway. Do you need such peace today? This morning we've examined this passage of scripture, and I want to ask you if you are following God's instructions for living a life of peace. If you are, then you will know just what I'm talking about. You will be experiencing this God-given peace guarding your heart and mind. But if you're not... Then make the decision to put Paul's words to practice in your own life. Rejoice, trust, and pray. Stay positive, live a holy life, and know the supernatural peace of God. Let's pray. Father, there are so many things staring us in the face. You turn on TV, you talk to people, you walk down the street. There's just so much turmoil, so much uncertainty. I thank you, Lord, that you give us that peace that does pass understanding, and, and other people can look at us and, and not understand why we have the peace that you give us, and we can only say that it comes from you. And, Lord, for those that don't have that peace, I pray for them today that you can put someone in their life to show them how to receive that peace. And You know, so often, Lord, these passages speak to all of us and and help us to examine how even though we believe we have that peace that sometimes maybe we don't go far enough for the mercy or but help us to examine our own lives today lord and we pray these things in your name amen
1: isn't it a wonderful privilege to come here and worship the lord this morning Um, I sat and looked through the program this morning. We've, We've sung such words as, if we call to him, he will answer us. And sing to God for our strength. Holiness, holiness is what I long for. What a wonderful opportunity to come here and to worship the Lord. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen to sing with me in the benediction after dawn gives us an introduction to god is still on the throne
0: This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadels Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Gersley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint, and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.